Welcome to the Sample Chapter Podcast, the show where authors read a sample chapter from one of their books. Here's your host, Jason A. Meiske. And hello, everybody, listeners, authors, readers. I'm going to call you friends because uh, I appreciate you coming back week after week. And, um, you know, I think uh, I think it's safe to call us friends by now, don't you think? <laughs> hey, welcome back. It is episode 18 of the Sample Chapter Podcast. And, man, we got a really special show in line for you today. This week, our guest is Amanda Steele, and she hails from Manchester, England. We had a really lovely talk. Uh, we got a chance to speak for a little while, and uh, it was a lot of fun trying to find the right time that was going to work for both of us. But uh, we made it happen, and uh, you know, you're going to really enjoy this show, and you're going to really enjoy the chapter that she reads for you today. Uh, but first off, I should probably take care of a little bit of business first and thank our, our host site, Podcast Garden. If you're interested in starting your own podcast, that is the place to go. <laughs> I always say that, don't I? Podcast Garden, you just upload your information and your recorded show, and you are off and running. Try it out at podcastgarden.com. They also have a whole slew of other shows available to you on there. Uh, I've been listening to a couple of different ones. There's uh, Four Guys at a Table, uh, for instance. Uh, yeah, just lots and lots of great shows. There's, I think there's something for everybody on there. So make sure you give it a shot and uh, you know find something on there. And uh, you know, you're going to enjoy it. It's podcastgarden.com. I also want to give a shout out to our sponsor, U-Store-All of Warrensburg, Missouri. They are the premier self-storage facility in the Johnson County area. They cover all of your storage needs, uh, whether that's conventional non-climate control storage or climate control storage. They have it all for you with an entirely fenced-in facility, over 40 cameras recording 24 hours a day, uh, gated access. You have your own private gate code that's never reissued. There's two locations in the Warrensburg area. Make sure you go to ustoreall.net to check it out. Uh, sure to find something that they've got for you that's going to work out. So that is uh, ustoreall.net, the letter U-S-T-O-R-A-L-L.net. So, uh, you know, we, we skipped a week. Uh, we had a lot going on, and I kind of found myself... Uh, we had another change on an episode come up that happened. You know, it's one of the downsides to... My my rule that I have it's an it's a fast rule, uh, where an episode doesn't go up and live until the author's book is ready to go. You know, as you've heard before, I've allowed authors to read a chapter from a book that's coming soon, and I've got no problems with that. You know, as long as you can order from it. And unfortunately, you know, things happen sometimes. Um, you know, I don't want to hold anybody to it, but well, I guess I am holding them to uh, that rule. But uh, I don't hold anything against them, I guess, would be the best way to put it. You know, sometimes things happen. Uh, you know, for instance, I was on a podcast last year, uh, almost a year ago now. It was uh, June or July last year. And at that time, I'd said my book uh, should be ready in a few weeks, maybe August or September at the latest. And, well, as you know, <laughs> my book didn't come out until April 6th of this year. So, you know, but, you know, that, that's how it goes. As an author, sometimes you get uh, editing, you get uh, book covers, you get the you get lots of things going on, um, last minute changes, and that's cool. So that's fine. It left me in a spot where I was trying to decide whether to reach out to somebody and record a quick episode or just take a week, and I just had too much going on in my life 
uh, away from this, away from writing. It was just the day-to-day grind that I do. Uh, same thing that you listeners do. You know, we all have our day-to-day stuff away from this. So uh, I just found it to be too much to try and quickly put together an episode that wasn't going to meet the standards that I try and put out week to week. So we took a week off. Um, if you are if you are a fan of our Facebook page over on facebook.com uh, slash Sample Chapter Podcast, then you saw the little video I put up explaining uh, what was going on and that we were going to take a week. And I gave a little quick shout out to some of our previous authors who have had new books come out. So, you know, you might check that out. Give a little rundown of a bunch of authors that, uh, like I said, have books coming real soon. So, oh, look at there. I got a phone call coming in from the wife. Hold on. Hello. Hi, baby. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so what's the later time for the movie? Uh, like 9, 9.30, 10. Well, funny. Well, I'm recording, so I've got you on here right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's okay. That's all right. All right. Well, I'll let you go. All right. We'll see you in a minute. All right. I'll have you. Love you. Love Anyway, so that was my wife, everybody. But uh, now I'm back, and I've kind of forgotten where I was leaving off. But I think I covered everything I was I was talking about. Uh, yeah, you know, I was discussing the um, you know things happened, and we were left without an episode last week. You know, but uh, we're back on track now. We got a fantastic episode coming out this week. Uh, our guest this week is Amanda Steele. That was really cool. It was really cool. Uh, getting to speak to uh, somebody from England, and uh, you know, she certainly, you know, as an American, yes, uh, she certainly had that uh, English accent. And I'm sure, being a guy from Missouri, uh, I probably sounded very country, <laughs> very country or southern to her, because I know I do say things like y'all and uh, whatever kind of comes out of me here and there. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but uh, it was it was brilliant getting to speak with Amanda. I had a really good time. Uh, Amanda does a lot of online articles, writes short fiction and poetry. She's also very uh, big into spoken word events. You know, so she gets to, well, this is the first time she gets to read for a podcast. So that was exciting. And, you know, I, I hope, uh, hopefully she had a really good time with it. Uh, she also has her own show called Reading in Bed. It's a podcast that uh, that uh, comes out monthly. And I got to say, I I just love that name. It's a book review podcast, <laughs> reading in bed. How great is that, right? I mean, it's, uh, you know, what's what's probably the number one place for you to read? I, for me, it's uh, sitting in my bed late at night. Uh, yeah, that's when I kind of unwind. That's my favorite place, favorite time to sit down and uh, do some reads. So, yeah, I'm going to have to find her show. Uh, I'm going to have a link to it on, the, uh, on this episode. Now, uh, Amanda is also uh, with her book, While I Was Gone, uh, it's her debut novel. That is now up also for a Reader's Choice Award uh, for 2017. It came out last year. So she published it herself, self-published it, and then took it down because uh, it picked up a publisher. So it's been uh, put out again. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's been put up for a Reader's Choice Award. And uh, I'm going to make sure to share a link for that as well. So if you if you like the chapter and you go and you check out the book, you like the book, then make sure you follow the link here and uh, vote for her book. You know, I know I was really in- interested in it. It's a fascinating story idea. It's a, a story about a young woman who finds out she's been kidnapped and sold into adoption. And 15 years later, finds out all this. And so this is where the story picks up is, you know, 15 years later, and she's adapting back to her new home life. And, uh, you know, that's part of the chapter you're going to get to hear. And, I, you know, it's a fascinating story. I got to read for a couple chapters already and yeah i'm definitely into it and uh, i can't wait to read more but 
you know, I, I don't want to go on and on. You know, I always say this every week that uh, that's probably enough for me. But, uh, you know, <laughs> what else can I say? That's probably enough for me. Let's get on over to our interview with Miss Amanda Steele. And uh, we discuss her book while I was gone. And hello, everybody. Welcome to it's another episode of the Sample Chapter Podcast. Uh, my guest this week is Amanda Steele. She is my first guest from across the pond over in England. Uh, Amanda, welcome to the show. Hello, back to the real show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great having you. So, uh, how are things in England? It's a little crazy over there right now, I, I understand. Yeah, lots of people going crazy about weddings that they want to be back to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, it was probably lost in the mail, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, I had my first book published, which was actually self-published, but I took it off the uh, Amazon and I had it picked up by a publisher. So I've been just promoting that, really. I'm just doing crazy things like running about, getting people to like, pose with pictures of my books. Looking like that, they've been it <laughs> and then having them with cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and you do some podcasting too, I understand. Yeah, we do a podcast. We're on the fifth episode now of Reading in Bed, which is a monthly book review podcast. Very nice. So tell us, uh, how did you? I, I was reading a little bit from uh, while I was gone. Your your first. Now, is this your first book? It's the first self-published book that's now been taken on by. A, traditional publisher oh very nice okay all right and you do a lot of like short fiction and poetry as well yeah i do a lot of spoken word events so that's really good for like, finding out what works and what doesn't work from the reactions you get as you're reading things out oh very nice okay well uh, i was reading a little bit of uh, from while i was gone now how do you how do you come up with a character like uh, kayla marshall and uh, her situation that she finds herself in um, I wanted to got my mum to thank for that because, like, with the uh, it's very depressing in a way. With the uh, when lots of children get kidnapped, sometimes she has this theory that sometimes the children are actually still alive. So I suppose that's the good side of it. But she thinks that they've been sold for couples who can't have children who have got lots of money. So I just thought, what would it be like for someone to grow up thinking that's their parents, and then to find out when they're an adult that. It's actually a lie, and they have a real family somewhere else. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, did you do a lot of, was there a lot of research into this, or or did you come up with a lot of it on your own? Um, I came up with a lot on my own. Um, I do feature um, Canada in there a little bit, which I've never been to, but would like to go to someday. So I had to research a little bit, just so it looked like I knew what I was talking about, even though I didn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> so this didn't come from personal experience then? So. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing was, actually, I've made a book trailer, and I think the tagline is something like, imagine finding out your parents aren't really your parents, and you were sold, kidnapped and sold as a child. And my mum probably done that with a strange sense of you saying, oh, no, I hoped you'd never find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, it's just, it's a fascinating subject. Now, is, is this uh, book one as part of a series? Um, it's a two-part series. I've had the second part 
uh, taken on by the publisher, but I don't know exactly when that's going to be coming out. All right. Um, it gets quite dark in the second book, though. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Is that, is that what you're working on next? Um, I'm doing a three-part young adult book, so that's slightly different. <laughs> and that's about uh, mermaids, well, descendants of mythical creatures. They made characters descended from mermaids, but there's also like shapeshifters and banshees and all kinds of other descendants in there. Oh, wow. That sounds really neat. So the first one of that's coming out probably at the end of the year from a different publisher. That's very nice. I like that. That sounds really cool. And, that, and that's a very, uh, it sounds like a very popular genre right now. Yeah, I like reading it. I'm actually 30, God, how old am I now on it? I've got 38. <laughs> I'm 38 and I like reading young adult books. So I think that there's a market for it more than just young adults. I agree. So now, and you do some online articles as well. Do you, uh, is there anything uh, I might have seen? I used to write articles. I've written them now for about a year, but I used to write very strange articles. And one of the editors used to get in touch with me with the strangest subjects for some strange reason. I must have like a reputation and said, Do you want to write about this? So I, if I was free, I'd think, Well, I'm not doing anything. I'll write about that. <laughs> Is that is that uh, something you like to write? You like to go into the strange? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how it started though, because I started off writing normal articles, but you seem to think, oh, she must like strange articles, and he's put me in that path to writing those. And then I just, I was the one he went to every time there was some strange news, and to write that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds really interesting though. <laughs> uh, now and you have some poetry. Is there? Is there? A, do you have a website or something that you uh, like to write that on? Um, I do have a website. I don't know it off the top of my head. It's a free website at the moment, and I've just set that up. Oh, okay. But I have a WordPress blog as well, which the name for that is Amanda Steel Writer, and that's on WordPress. So I post a lot of things on there. Okay. Yeah. Well, how, how can uh, listeners uh, find you? Uh, I know that you've got your Amazon author page on there, and then uh, how else can, can listeners find you? I think the best way is my author page on Facebook, which is just facebook.com forward slash Amanda Steele Writer. That's the easiest one to do. Okay, fantastic. Well, I have to make sure and share that with everybody. Just a curiosity for myself, anyway, I'd like to know uh, who is uh, Andy, and I'm going to butcher his name. He's got a name like mine. Uh, is it in poet? Um, yeah, that's the name he goes by. It's it's not his real surname. He <laughs> likes to be anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I really appreciate that he reached out to me and uh, got us connected. This was uh, this was really cool. So thank you, Andy, if you're listening. Oh, he said he will be listening when it goes out. Fantastic. Well, tell the listeners a little bit about the story uh, while I was gone and uh, the, and the chapter that you're wanting to read today. I'm going to start with the first chapter because that makes more sense. Okay. And, um, aside from what I've already said, it's just um, about her dealing with like finding out that a family have lied to her and then she's got to get to know a real family. And she's been away for 15 years, though. There's a lot that's happened. And the woman's sister actually died while she's been gone. So she's kind of grieving for them, even though she never really knew them. But she still misses them in a strange sort of way. Right. 
Okay. And yeah, and so and so she was kidnapped at a very young age and then uh, yeah. been gone for 15 years. Oh my gosh. So, and this picks up after she was rescued and is returned to her family. Yeah. And I think her dad expects her to be grateful and happy to be home, but she's very mixed up and she doesn't know where she belongs. Oh, and she starts trying like a di- different jobs and different things and trying to fit in and she doesn't really know where she belongs. Well, I love the dog, the Shadow. That, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I want a dog called Shadow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Amanda, I really appreciate you coming on. This has been a lot of fun and uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Yeah. All right, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'm going to uh, hand it over to Amanda Steele with her novel While I Was Gone. Caleb Marshall woke up in the unfamiliar bed to the sound of screams, which she soon realised were her own. She remembered this wasn't the trailer in Vancouver. It was the family of the home in Manchester, England, where she had spent the first six years of her life. This was the room which she had shared with her sister Maria, but it was different now. Instead of two beds, there was only one, and the pink wallpaper had been replaced with black wallpaper featuring gold stars and moons. The walking wardrobe was still there, but the chest of drawers was new. She didn't have much to put in either. Her adopted parents had kept her moving around Canada, so she had never accumulated many belongings. It only meant more to pack. The door opened and her father entered the room. It's okay, honey, he tried to assure her. As he wrapped his arms around her protectively, you're home now. Kayla felt... Tom, she had dreams about this room, this house, and this family. Her family. It wasn't a dream. That didn't make it any better, though. She closed her eyes and tried to imagine she was the couple who had been her parents for 15 years. That didn't make her any happier, either. She wished she could be somewhere else, or anyone else but herself. She fell back into a restless sleep. Robert watched his daughter looking torn and upset as she fell back to sleep. It had been 15 years, and yet she still seemed unfamiliar to him. He could almost imagine he was watching Maria and not Kayla. She hadn't shown much emotion when he had told her her mum was dead or that Maria was dead. Kayla hadn't even asked him how. Maybe discovering that her parents weren't her real parents and that her real mum and sister both died while she was gone was too much for her. He felt guilty as he was reminded of how caring Maria had been, always thinking of others and wanting to make sure everyone was happy. He had one daughter back at least. He knew he should be happy about that. But despite being right in front of him at that moment, Kayla may as well be in Canada for how distant she seemed to be. When Kayla woke up again, it was lying, but her dad was sleeping in a small armchair next to her bed. Kayla realised he had stayed there all night and immediately felt responsible. Her dad's already grey hair looked to be a shade greyer than usual. Kayla decided she would have to make more of an effort. It wasn't the fault of her birth family that she had been taken and sold to a childless couple all those years ago. It's not like I didn't want to come back, she thought to herself. I was six years old. There was nothing I could do. Kayla knew there was nothing her real parents could have done either, or at least nothing more than they already did in trying to find her. She guessed it must have been even harder for both her parents to be police officers but still be unable to find her. Kayla wished she could feel something other than guilt. 
In all the time this had been happening, Kayla, or Michaela as her adopted parents named her, had experienced a rather normal and happy enough childhood, with a few exceptions. She still had some memories of her first six years of having a different family, but she was almost able to convince herself that family was a dream or an overactive imagination. Now she was here with them, she had to face up to the reality of everything that happened, and she didn't know where to start. There's no hamper for this situation, she told herself, as her eyes fell to the bookcase filled with every general book she could think of, all because she had mentioned them to her dad that she enjoyed reading. She shouldn't have mentioned it if she had known it would rush out the door in there and buy half the stock of the local bookshop. Her dad opened his eyes. Good morning, I thought we could go into town today. Your brother has a surprise for you. Okay, Kayla tried to sound enthusiastic. It's nothing bad, you know, I like it. Her dad left the room. Kayla quickly dressed and met up with him outside when he was already, where he was already waiting by his car. They drove in silence. He parked outside the building in the outskirts of the city centre. Kayla only got out of the car when she spotted Dominic standing near the entrance. Hey Dominic, Kayla hugged her older brother. Peace of mind dogs? She asked as she pulled away a seamless side hanging above the building, which Dominic was waiting outside. I read an article about specially trained dogs and I thought you might like one. Dominic tried to explain as he ran his hand through his short dark hair. Specially trained to do what? Handstands? Kayla questioned. They're mental health dogs, her dad tried to elaborate. I don't have a mental health condition, Kayla replied. Of course not, honey, but... Dad, Dominic interrupted. But I've got this. Go get a coffee or something. We'll meet you outside the coffee shop in an hour, okay? He pointed to a small coffee shop further down the road. Their father opened his mouth to protest and then changed his mind. Five, whenever he agreed, forcing a small smile to mask his disappointment as he left them. Kayla, her brother began, I know you don't have a mental health issue. I just think you might feel happier with a companion that doesn't constantly crowd you. Try to tell you how you should be feeling and what you should be thinking all the time. To my knowledge, there's no centre I know of that trains dogs to look after people who were taken from their families 15 years ago and are now trying to come to terms with being back. This was the closest thing I could find. He finished as he extended his arm towards the building. Thank you, Kayla said. That's okay. This place wasn't that hard to find. And I guess they fast-tracked things a bit and offered us a huge discount because you, you were in the sun in the mirror last week, titled The Kidnapped Girl Who Came Back. You're famous, sis. Kayla pulled a sour face. I hate that nickname. I hope it doesn't catch on. I didn't mean that anyway. It's just that everyone is refusing to talk about what happened to me. Well, they're talking, but just not to you. Exactly. They're just trying to protect you. Well, I wish they wouldn't cry so hard. It's exhausting. That's where the dog comes in. You'll feel a bit safer, and I'm hoping Dad will back off a bit, Dominic explained. Let's just go inside and meet the dog that the therapist picked out for you, and then the rest is up to you, no pressure. Okay, Kayla agreed. Once inside the building, they were taken into a room where a middle-aged man sat waiting for them at a wooden desk, which looked small in comparison to the rest of the large room, which was mostly unfurnished. Kayla paid very little attention to him as he explained the role of a mental health dog. 
She held the other guys with Black Labrador and stood patiently by the side of the desk. Caleb nodded and smiled from time to time, but her mind was already made up before the man had finished talking. I'll take him, Caleb announced. You can take some time to, the man began to offer. I don't need time, she said as she knelt in front of the dog and tied his fur. All right then, Dominic agreed as he stood up and took out his wallet and headed the man. Huge discount, Kayla thought doubtfully as she watched her brother hand over a large wad of notes. She was still getting to grips of English money, but she guessed it was around £300. I'll pay you back, Kayla said when they were outside. What? Dominic asked. For the dog, I'll get a job and I'll pay you back. You're my sister and I just bought you a present. I mean, I did just miss your last 15 birthday, so let's call it square. We're going to be good friends, Shadow, Kayla told the dog. Shadow, Dominic questioned her choice of name. Well, he's meant to go everywhere and be like my shadow, right? Maybe that name will give Dad the hit it. He doesn't need to be my shadow anymore. You could just ask him to give you some space. I can't look, can I? Kayla looked pained. I've been gone 15 years and Dad just wants me to become part of the family overnight. Michelle seems to hate me for some reason. My mum and twin sister died while I was gone. I haven't even had time to grieve for either of them. And now I have a new stepmom and the people I thought were my parents are facing jail for buying me, which just makes me feel like I'm a sack of potatoes or something. Yet Dad doesn't understand why I'm not happy. And if I tell him to back off, he'll be upset. Kayla finally stopped to catch her breath. She realised she was close to tears. Shadow seemed to sense her distress and looked up at her with his big brown eyes. He seemed to understand how he was, she was feeling. I think it's just hard for everyone to understand and they all have their own ideas about what you've been through. But nobody is asking you what you think. In some ways, they've all just made up their minds about what you must be thinking or feeling. Dominic put his hand on her shoulder before they continued walking away. It will get easier, I promise. And you've always got me in shadow. Dominic met up with his wife Trisha for lunch in a local coffee shop. Spill, Trisha ordered, as she recognised the troubled look on her husband's face. Didn't she like the dog? She loves the dog, Dominic told her. She wanted to get a job and pay me back. And this bothers you. She's not ready. And that's not what's bothering me. She's my sister, but maybe I shouldn't be getting too close. She's been through enough. I don't want to upset her. We agreed you wouldn't talk like that, Trisha ordered. You need to be positive. You've got your sister back after all this time. You can't tell me that doesn't make you happy. Of course it does. But I told her that I would always be there for her. I didn't mean it. It just came out. I wanted to make her feel better. How's that going to help if it turns out to be a lie? Dominic, I love you. You're an idiot, Trisha told him. Thanks. You have one more reason to fight now. If me and the rest of your family want enough, you are careless and she needs you. Because otherwise your dad and sister are going to push her away. Dominic looked down at the ground. What? Trisha asked, seeming to sense that there was something else. I kind of hoped you wouldn't mind if I went down there tonight. It's important. And that was Miss Amanda Steele reading a chapter from her book, While I Was Gone. 
uh, like I said, it's a fascinating story. I, I think uh, you know, I know I'm enjoying it, and I think you're going to enjoy it as well. So make sure you follow the links so you can pick up a copy for yourself. Don't forget to also click the link, and you can vote on her Reader's Choice Award and uh, give her a little, give her a big old like on that. Hey, don't forget to follow us, uh, subscribe, and like us. Give us a rating on wherever it is that you're listening, and follow us on Facebook as well, Sample Chapter Podcast on Facebook. And uh, we will see you again next week with another author, another book, and another sample chapter. Bye.